Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen, joined today by my esteemed friends per usual, Bradford Sonnenberg and Mason from Buffalo. Boys, it is the best weekend of the year if you are a football fan. It is divisional round weekend. We've got the cupcakes out of the way. We've swept the teams like the Vikings and the Buccaneers and the Dolphins and the, the Lamarless Ravens out of our lives to the back burner. Truly only good teams left. Um, competitive matchups. Some big spreads this weekend, bigger than I expected. Uh, just a heads up. I love the dogs this weekend. Love the dogs this weekend. Uh, especially if you're if you're betting spread wise. But this is about to be fun. You know, I've portioned off a, a section. I, I'm going to a friend's house to watch the first two games Saturday. I have made sure that they have cable. If not, I have my streaming service, which is a little bit delayed. So that's going to kind of suck. But big days ahead. Saturday, Sunday, fun games, good times. How we feeling? Mason, we're going to get into it right away here today. I just want to know you're our record keeper for these uh, picks throughout the playoffs. How we do last week? What are we looking like going into this divisional round weekend? What's up? So for uh, all three of us, actually, we all went four and two on the games. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's lie. genuinely not 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 too too bad. That's pretty um, good. We we all failed miserably on the Buccaneers pick. We we can all take that L with us. That was good. And uh, I rode the Seahawks a little too hard. And uh, you guys doubting the Brian Dable Giants led to your downfall. Yeah, that that, that was a tough one. I was close to picking the Giants, but ultimately had the Vikings. So, yeah, that was rough. Bradford, how are you feeling going into this exciting weekend of football? I'm 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 very excited. I I mean, I can't remember the last time I got to the Chiefs. Uh, uh, win a playoff game. Actually, it was it was last year and the year before that. Year before that, so. uh, you know, same old, same old. I am looking forward to it. I just wanted to come. This is utterly unrelated to everything we've been talking about, but I just want to say it's very funny how when you do the introductions, I have a last name, but Mason's last name has devolved to just from Buffalo. I love that so much. Uh, it's the way he he's wants a man. It. I mean, he's uh, a man. Uh, he's uh, a man. Uh, he's a man of uh, of no name. He is simply. He's a man of anonymity. Buffalo. Even in the I, even in the podcast description, sometimes I just put Mason or Mason from Buffalo. That's I feel I I feel as if I could go to Buffalo and be like, "You guys know where Mason is?" And like, "Do I know where Mason is?" What are you and talking about? Me, it's Mason from Buffalo. Right to him, yeah. He's, there was, he's there got, like, the, there's signs up uh, on occasion. <laughs> uh yeah i'm feeling good about this weekend i'm i'm looking forward to to watching some football this is i've i've always held that the divisional round is the best the best uh best weekend to football there is in my opinion because there's enough games with enough good te- like the the championship games are really fun but there's so few of them the divisional round it's like he's saying we've we've swept out all these fraud pretend i mean i guess the bills are still hanging around but we've swept out most of these frauds and now we can just focus on the real teams and that's that's fun all right 
let's get to it. Picks here and some headlines. I don't have headlines for all of these. I have headlines for some. Uh, Chiefs, Jags, the early game on Saturday. Chiefs come in as eight and a half point favorites. I think our main takeaway Monday morning will be this from this game. Trevor Lawrence. The Jacksonville Times. Trevor Lawrence. An arrival falls short is what the headline reads. Um, This is going to be a good game, I think. Very close. I think eight and a half points is absurd for the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs have ever covered a large playoff spread in their history. (laughs) It seems every game they play is very close and and comes down to the last possession. Um, I, I think we're all taking the Chiefs here. But there, there are potential problems for them. Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen have been playing really good football as of late. The Chiefs' offensive line will have to play its best game of the season. They will have to really protect Patrick Mahomes. No McCole Hardman. That hasn't really been a problem for the second half of the season. But you kind of ask who steps up. So I'll ask Brad this to get our uh, discussion started here. In this game... The Chiefs of the secondary contributors who step up. Let's just let's call primary contributors Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith Schuster. Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore. Who do you think has the bigger performance on Saturday? I, I've been feeling like this for a while. I think we will look back at this game as the Kadarius Tony game. I'm telling you, they're hiding something. They've got something cooked up. Sky has flashed whenever he's gotten the opportunities, but they haven't shown a consistent trust or want to use him. For some reason, we've just been clinging to Justin Watson, which is like, all right, fine, whatever. Now, nah, this is the Kadarius Tony game. I'm I'm willing to bet a lot on it. I think I mean last time we played the Jaguars, I believe that was his first game in Kansas City. And he was he kind of he kind of popped in that one too. Uh, I just hope he's doing the kind of popping that doesn't involve hamstrings. That's always kind of the issue with him. But yeah, I think he steps up big time, and I think we're gonna see uh, Jarek McKinnon uh, uh, step up in this one as well because he's just been on fire as of late, and I see no reason for that not to continue. Mason, early thoughts here on this game. I I mean I would love to see it get close but man i don't know that i trust the jaguars against such a quality team like the chiefs i know you know what happened last week but i like to put quite a bit of that blame on the chargers as well rather than it just being all the jags so you know but josh allen has been really good and Sometimes if you can get enough pressure on Patrick Mahomes, it does help a little bit. But I mean, that's just cliche BS adage from every quarterback. No quarterback likes getting hit a whole bunch and they're not going to be on their A game for doing it. But he's too good. The team's too good. I I don't I I would love to see the chance to the Super Bowl like we keep chatting about. But I don't think this is a hurdle they get to jump over. Yeah, I think ultimately this game is close. I'll, I'll start with my pick here. I think it's sort of devolves into a shootout. I think the Chiefs potentially take an early lead and 
the Jags get some pressures in the third and fourth quarter that make it a little bit closer. But ultimately, I think the Chiefs hold hold on to this the whole way, and maybe the the pull away moment comes late third, early fourth. I don't think this comes down to the wire, but I see it being Chiefs thirty five, Jags thirty. That's that's uh, that's my official prediction here, and uh, Mason will keep track of us for next week. Dang, there it is. Hit me with that score again real fast. Chiefs 35, Jags 30. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh with this one. This is tough. I know the Chiefs propensity for close, close, stressful games. Uh that, that I will tell you this the eight and a half garbage. There's no way that's getting covered. That's ridiculous for the Chiefs. They don't they don't they don't play like that. So I'm gonna go. I think this is like a uh uh hmm. This strikes me as like a 31 to 27 type of type of ordeal for the for the Chiefs. As much as Jags to the Super Bowl. Uh it's yeah, like Mason said, it's not a hurdle that you can hurdle over this time. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty much with you guys there as well. Um and I'm picking the Chiefs 35-27. Yeah. All right. Eagles, Giants. We talked about this with RK a little bit on Wednesday. Big question to me here is how healthy is Jalen Hurts? Because if he is fully healthy and they're willing to put him in harm's way and run the football with him, I think this could get kind of ugly. We saw it get ugly the last time the two teams played the first time around uh, when the Giants just weren't able to stop the Philadelphia run game. I think that could be a possibility in this one, but I'm not sure Jalen Hurts is 100%, to be completely honest with you. I I, I worry about his health. I hope the bye helped. I hope he's playing at the level he was playing in uh, early December when he he originally went down with that injury. He, He was, when he got injured against the Bears, People forget that three-game stretch before that game and that game included were really some of the best football Jalen Hurts had played all year long. Hopefully, he's close to that. Where you guys come down on Jalen Hurts, obviously the reporting's been that he's 100% cleared to go, but how how close to 100% do you think we see him and this offense? And do you think maybe they, they move – to a more classic RPO passing attack like they've been using it at, at some points this season to save his legs for later in on on in the playoffs if they need him. I think that uh I think it'll be a, the the first half of this game maybe even just the first quarter it'll be very sort of sticking their feelers out trying to get a trying to get a, a handle on on what the vibe of this game is. I mean if they run away from the Giants pretty pretty quickly. They're not really going to need to depend on Hurts doing superhuman things or or making big running plays. But if this one gets tight, as the Brian Dayball Giants often, you know, they find themselves in these types of situations and they quite often come out on the right end of them, as we saw against the Vikings, then I think they'll be relying on Jalen Hurts to step up big time. And I don't really see, see a reason why he wouldn't. You know, I, I understand that there's a little bit of injury, but he's just... I don't know. Some guys are just superhuman freaks and 
I, I don't know what he's done this season. I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that if the Eagles lose this game, it's, it's not going to be due to a Jalen Hurts meltdown. I don't think it would necessarily be due to a meltdown, but I, I think if they get the Giants team that came to play last week, they're going to need Jalen Hurts to play at the level he was playing at pre-injury to make sure that they get through that game. I know they have a really talented squad outside of him, but he really is the engine that helps make that all go. And the, the giant, they looked great. They looked more confident than we've seen them look in over a decade, I think at this point. And the, the offensive creativity really put so many defenses in a bind, even with the fact that Daniel Jones really isn't the most mobile quarterback in the world. I mean, Saquon Barkley helps massive amounts having such a consistent good running back being able to make plays for you and to take a lot of that pressure off of you really is good but again if Jalen Hurts I think is like 80 90 percent even like that's probably enough for them uh, to win you know probably a tight game but still to take that win with them from the Giants but again being a divisional game makes us so much tougher on them too it's somebody they've already seen twice this year and somebody they now have to deal with again I love how much you love Brian Dable, just on a bad. I do. I love Brian Dable, man. I love him. (laughs) He's my guy, man. I miss him so much. (laughs) I just, I can't say enough about his creativity though. I mean, you're taking like effectively the same exact offensive roster that you had last year and they're a totally different team. Oh yeah, no, incredible! Like he's got to be like up there for coach of the year. If if anything, Dave Gettleman should be sending that guy a fucking Christmas card of thank you for <laughs> making me not look like a total laughing stock for all of my draft picks. <laughs> Listen, I love Dable. I I concur with all the points you made, but the Eagles' defense is a different level. It is a different level of defense. The Vikings' defense is perhaps the worst in the league and got lucky getting into the playoffs because they have holes at literally every position. The Eagles quite literally have no holes on defense. It It's going to be a real test for Dable. I do think he'll have some success. I'll, I'll go into my pick here. I think this game is relatively close, but ultimately I think Jalen Hurts outduels Daniel Jones in a low-scoring affair. Where the Giants' defense really comes through, I think they will be able to contain the run a little bit better. Field goal game in the end. Eagles barely win. 27-24 to Eagles over Giants. Oh, oh, I'm up next. I will pick. Oh, 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 this is a tough one. I'm going to go with the Eagles in this one, but it's going to be tight. It's going to be a tight game. This one strikes me as like, what are we going to do? I'm going to say 24 to 18 for the Eagles of Philadelphia. That's where they play. And I am going to stick with my heart. Follow my love (laughs) affair. Giants to the Super Bowl. I don't know about to the Super Bowl, but I'll, I'll. I'm going to give them a last-second score to win this game 32-30. I think if the Bills and Giants are in the Super Bowl, you might root for the Giants at this point. If I don't know Jones, that I'd root for the Giants, but, God, I'd have a hard time being upset for DePaul, that's for sure. If Daniel Jones out-duels Jalen Hurts, 
he is going to make close to a hundred million dollars in guaranteed money. Probably. Oh, I would agree with that. Definitely. They would pay him. And it, I think right now the guarantees look something like less. 60 to 70 million. If he wins this game, he's getting an extra 30 mil. He was incredible last week. Like if you get, if that's who Daniel Jones is, that's a guy you can build your franchise around. Yeah. You know? we'll, we'll see if that's who Daniel Jones is. I think this is an excellent test of that. Um, Bengals. Bills, gotta let the Bills fan take over here. Floor is yours, Mason. So this this is going to be a tough one. I mean, we got two really injured teams that are are both just barely making it happen at this point. It it's I don't see any way that it doesn't end up being a tight matchup. I mean, the weapons that Cincinnati has definitely outweighs what the Bills have at this point. Um. They they just, they have too many quality receivers that that really can make plays. Where all the Bills second down receivers seem to be able to do is drop balls and not get much separation. It, it's been a really rough rough look at that. And, and defensively, I mean, shit, the Bengals didn't look great getting walked all over by the. Uh, Ravens there for like a straight quarter and a half to end the game. I mean, I know they stopped that touchdown from happening and then stopped the last second score to go into overtime, but it's not a good look giving up a hundred and some odd yards to uh, Tyler Huntley there. And uh, the Bills, again, equally having a pretty rough time. I know they played a pretty amazing game against Miami's offense for some portions of it, but they, they feel so prone to giving up these like weird big plays almost every game there's some weird defensive breakdown that happens on like one or two plays and it's some like 60 yard shot play that has no business happening and if there's one receiver in the league that i'm terrified of of taking these weird big shot plays it's jamar chase so i mean this is not a matchup that i look at very favorably or comfortably at all it definitely scares the hell out of me it's it's I think probably as far as like raw talent is concerned, the closest matchup of the weekend. Yeah, I think that's very fair. I don't know. I feel like on one hand, I feel like my, my, my brain tells me that the Bengals should win this game. Just they've been playing better recently. I feel like, but at the same time, I, I, I love the chances of Josh Allen just absolutely taking over a game. And I, I've predicted this a while ago. I'm going to tell you, Buffalo is about to get some absolutely absurd calls in this game. You can laugh at me now, but I promise you after this weekend, you will all be thinking it in the back of your head because the NFL wants Buffalo to win this game very badly. I promise you that. And I just feel like that mixed with, mixed with, uh, mixed with you know, the Bengals offensive line just being absolutely decimated. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tight, but uh, my, my heart tells me that the Cincinnati Bengals pull this one off at the gun heartbreaking Buffalo. Once again, I'm sorry, Mason. I think, I think the Bengals are just something about them. They just, I I feel like they're going to get the best of Buffalo here. And you know, that's, that's, that's just, that's just how it, how it, how it might be. Maybe I'm just biased because I don't want this neutral site AFC championship nonsense. Is that possible? Yes. Is it true? Also, yes. 
But at the same time, the same time I don't know. I, I still think the Bengals take this one in a very tight, tight match. Oh, let me Patrick ask. Holmes might not get to play a championship game at home. Let, I mean, let, he's never not gotten to do that. So let, I know it's crazy. Let, let me ask you, Mason. Obviously, the Chris Sims take got a lot of heat this week on Twitter, but I don't buy it. Like what do you say, he, I don't, he says I'm not really on Twitter, the Bills have a lack of weapons. I don't know. I, I've seen enough yeah, in big Beasley. games from G- Gabe Davis had over 130 yards receiving last week. Like they, I just, I can't. And he played a good game and Khalil Shakir, here's the issue. And Khalil Shakir has season, come on. He's number one in drops. That's problematic as hell. Okay. And, but Khalil Shakir like, kind of came on towards the end of that game. Five in separation. He did. And he's been okay throughout the year. I'm not saying that we don't necessarily have weapons that can step up. And I think where Chris Sims is coming from is more that they're not stepping up on a consistent weekly basis. I thought Dawson Knox played one of his best games of the season last game. I, I, well, I don't know. I, I See, think he's I, been I, solid all season. I just disagree. I just disagree with Sims' take. I did not think that – a lack of weapons was the problem for the Bills last week. I thought a lack of execution and some weird Josh Allen mistakes were the problem. Well, and I think that, again, the execution, though, is is a lot of times on the wide receivers that we're having. They're not doing as much of their job as they could, and then Josh plays hero ball, and then – but again, you know, it, it's not that they're necessarily dirt have a dearth there either. You're not wrong. It's not like there's not quality people there. It's just game to game, they haven't been quality. Not like last year, where it was like every game Gabe Davis got touches. He was making catches. He was making good stuff. Now it's like every other game he plays, he's got six targets, four drops. And it's like you, you can't keep having those games and expect to to progress through a playoff run. All right, let's do pick. Uh, let's talk about the Bengals for a second because I don't yeah. think we've talked about the Bengals enough here. Um, they deserve more. What is the status of the offensive line injuries wise? Because I've completely missed that this week. Last I knew, it was three of their five starters were not going to be playing. Now that may have changed. Um, but I, I, I think it was at least two of them were effectively season ending injuries. Bengals injury report. Here we go. Injury report for the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's see. Alex Kappa did not play Thursday. Doesn't look like he's trending in the right direction. Jonah Williams knee also did not play, not trending in the right direction. Who's the third guy they lost? Who was it? Uh, oh. No, it looks like just two of them are looking to be out, not a third. I thought it was three for some reason. I think you can – it's going to be tough, but I think you can kind of survive it. Where's that third name? I think the Bengals have a real shot here. I know the, the Bills' pass rush is good. Uh, one thing I've come around on over the past 
three months is that Zach Taylor is an excellent head coach. And I, I think he can scheme up a quick passing game for Jamar Chase, who's one of the most explosive wide receivers in the league, and T. Higgins, who is a great possession wide receiver, and Tyler Boyd, who really excels with the mid-range game, that to make this offense still look watchable and functional and actually great while not having all the weapons because he did it last year. I think the Bengals have experience playing this way. And I just think there's something to that. Like if Josh, if Joe Burrow comes into this game, knowing he's not going to have two, three beats to throw and he knows that he has to get off his spot and make plays with his legs and, and play the game that way. I think that's a huge advantage for Burrow because he did it before last year and he, he I, I think he can do it again. I, I, I do think that this Bengals, I think this is going to be, I, I'll save my, I'm trying to remain as vague as possible, but I do think this is a high scoring game where both teams score upwards of 35 plus points. I, I, I just really feel super confident that both these quarterbacks can take over and basically play hero ball against each other until whoever comes out on top comes out on top. I, I believe that we are about to view, watch one of the greatest quarterback performances from both of these guys in NFL history in the playoffs. I think Patrick Mahomes may do some crazy things this weekend, but I think the ultimate headline will be that Joe Burrow and Josh Allen are on the same playing field, even though the accolades might not show it yet. And I, I know Bradford's gonna I, I know Bradford's gonna disagree with that, but like skill wise, I think that's what I'm saying. I think that we will come away with this <clears> saying <throat> Patrick Mahomes still the most skilled quarterback in the NFL, but right on the same tier, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. And they're they just lack the championships to back it up yet. I, I do I think that I do think that debate three ways is very, very challenging right now. Maybe they lack the championships because they're not as good. Have we have we considered that as a or maybe they just don't have great coaching around them and great rosters around them. Oh, so Pat, so now now we're back. So last last episode, you you were singing the praise, but now Mahomes is is a result of the system. I see. Yeah, I don't know. I feel I mean, like I'd love I, to see what Josh Allen would do under Andy Reid. It would I be, like, I think, absolutely magical and insane. I feel you, like you know, you know, Bradford. You're allowed to say that other quarterbacks are super duper good and almost as good as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the fact you're like arguing this is semi insane. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, so I'm still giving one, you that think, he's the best quarterback in football. I'm just saying, they're on I'm the same level. I'm more offended on the behalf of Bills fans because I can't think of a single reality in which I'd rather have Joe Burrow than Josh Allen. I don't know. I think Joe Burrow. I think it's very close. I think it's very, very close, and this game will show it. I think it's very close. As a Bills fan, I wouldn't trade him, but man, Joe Burrow's showing that he's nails in certain situations. And I gotta say, I know it's not a football thing, but I absolutely love like the personality and the attitude that he gives off. And that matters. I know people will argue that it doesn't, but that matters in the playoffs. That confidence, that 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 swagger, it matters in January. It's what gives some guys an edge. So I and I I do think talent wise, Allen and Burrow arm wise are on the same playing field. Allen's a better runner, but I, I think they've got the same amount of arm talent. And I think 
Josh Allen's close in arm talent to Patrick Mahomes. And I think this, you know, I if think I Josh say Allen that, has a better arm than Patrick Mahomes. I, that, I firmly believe it. I firmly believe Josh Allen is the most physically gifted quarterback to ever play in the NFL. Like I'm not. I, I, I think, think I agree with Amazon on the arm talent thing, just because like I'm not. I, I wouldn't consider arm talent just pure strength of putting it down the field. Yeah. I would have arm talent like uh, what Patrick Mahomes is absolutely amazing at is those weird arm angles and the yeah. double passes and his ability yeah. to just like take these weird improv things. Also, with his I'm arm a su- and still throw just like a beautiful ball. Like I think. He's a little above Allen in that regard as far as pure arm talent is concerned. I think Allen has a stronger arm. He has the strongest arm I've I've ever seen. For me, I think Mahomes' true weapon is not to do with the arm. I think it's just his understanding of movement and space. I've never seen a player with better spatial awareness. And I think that's where obviously the arm makes it. I would, no, say, you know what, I would say Joe Burrow also has that. Not to the level of Patrick Mahomes, but not to the level all... of Josh Allen either. No, that's, no that's but a... that's that's a really great take, though. Honestly, that spatial awareness, because there's so many plays where it's like, well, one dude is vaguely open if you underhand shovel pass this to Listen. him. But it's open for a touchdown, and no other quarterback who's playing will recognize that motion as well as Patrick seems oh, to. Ultimately, I'm a sucker for touch, and the best touch in the league up there with Mahomes is Joe Burrow. I think he is the most accurate thrower of the football that that we have right. I now. just think that we might be sleeping on Brock Purdy here personally. I feel well. I want another year out of Purdy, but I'm willing to say we might be sleeping there. We tomorrow. might be sleeping on Brock Purdy here. Whatever. Um. All right. Let's do picks. I want to go last. Bradford, you begin. We'll do Mason second, and then I'll finish up because I have a headline for this game. Okay, I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals, and I believe that they win this National Football League game of football by a score where they'll have more points than the Buffalo Bills. And I think that score will be something along the lines of uh, give me – Give me a, a 35-34 classic. Nice. You're up, Mason. All right. I think that it also is is going to be a pretty tight game, high scoring. We, I'm we guessing he's going to pick. A... Oh, boy. Oh, it's the Bengals. No, it's the Bills. I, I got I to gotta do it. I got to go with my heart, even if maybe some of my mind doesn't quite buy in as much as I would like to. Uh but I do have the Bills uh in a real close one, 34-31. All right. The headline who's gonna decide who's gonna win right here, Eric. <laughs> the headline. What's the Buffalo paper? Uh the Buffalo News. <laughs> the Buffalo News. Reads, in possession, dash, dash, of heartbreak, a game that goes to overtime, that sees the Bills win the coin flip, score a (laughs) touchdown, but the Bengals, due to new overtime rules, also score a touchdown, the Bills get stopped, on their next possession 
The Bengals' Evan McPherson comes through clutch again in the playoffs. 50-yard field goal. Bengals win in an absolute all-time playoff game. And, you know, I'm known to do this with these playoff games. I make them way more high-scoring than they absolutely will be. But I have to take the over, and I have to bet on Team Fun. Bengals, 44. Bills, 41. I love I, I love if, if that, psychological if that animals. How, if that is how that game ends, you may never hear from me again. That is a distinct <laughs> possibility. If that is if that is the scene that plays Josh out. Josh Allen never got to touch the ball in overtime. Right? Okay. I I would like to I would like to go on the record in case I haven't before on this <laughs> podcast and say I didn't give two shits about that. I was of the opinion that both defenses were so freaking cooked by the end of that game that even if they had let us touch the ball too, it would have been touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. The game would have still been freaking over in favor of the Chiefs and we would have all went away feeling exactly the same as we did. I didn't think it necessarily needed to be changed, but I understand, again, voting on the side of fun of, well, if we've got two great quarterbacks, let's at least let them both touch the ball during the overtime period. But otherwise, I couldn't give a damn about that. I thought that was a, a really silly motivation to change a rule. For I me, think this I think is the next week. Patrick Mahomes freaking throws a pick in overtime. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, like, it was like, like, it like I don't know. For me, it, was just, so it left a it left a bad taste in my mouth just because the Chiefs were the one that originally proposed it, and the NFL was like, "Get out of here! What are you talking about?" And the Bills voted against it. But then when the Bills are like, "Hey, this is kind of bullshit," the NFL is like, "All right, all right, all right, we'll change it." And it's just like, "Damn, man, we tried to do. We were back on this beat in 2019, and nobody listened to us." Kind of makes Let me, me mad say, a little bit. This game does feel like it's a prime candidate to be the most hyped game of the weekend that totally falls short because there is a distinct chance that Zach Taylor can't coach through two offensive line injuries and Joe Burrow does get bullied and the Bills kind of run away with it. Or there's a distinct chance where this is just a super low scoring game, I think, that never break, neither team breaks 30 because the offense of Buffalo continues to look disjointed and the Bengals defense is low-key very, very good. And yeah, I, I think this this is I'm I'm of the belief you predict what you want, and I want a classic thriller that goes to overtime and has back and forth elements, but this could absolutely be a total slugfest. Do either of you see that playing out this way? I think there is a distinct possibility this is not as this is not the best game of the weekend. I, I mean, I think it has the potential, honestly, to go either way. We've seen both teams fly super high and fall super flat. So, like, you want a, a game with real range of possibilities. I think this is your game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's always the most hyped games that fall flat, which is what made the Bills-Chiefs divisional so special, is it was like, Everyone's just like, oh my God, this is going to be the greatest game of all time. And then it was. I like, and I don't think you can get that to happen too many times. No, where you, you, no, you there's think only it's going to so be that and it genuinely comes through. Yeah, I don't know. I do still think this will be a very entertaining game, regardless. Finally, Niners, Cowboys. I'm going to say something crazy. Oh, I'm going to say something absolutely crazy. 
The, the, it, it I never doubted no, the Cowboys. It has no predictive value. But this is the game I am most hyped to watch this weekend. This is the game to me. This it has elements of everything. The Brock Purdy story is incredible. The Niners are an extremely skilled offense. The Cowboys are one of the best defenses over the pat over the second half of the year. It's got the element of the Cowboys are in this game. You can say whatever you want to say about the Cowboys, but the NFL is a better product when the Cowboys are in big time, standalone, meaningful games. And this is Sunday night football, big time, meaningful game, Cowboys, Niners. I know you guys are kind of looking at me with blank stares. I understand, but I truly do believe this is the game that we we're kind of football snobs. You know, we, we watch it very closely. We choose to do a podcast about it as a hobby. We, we like the, to be like purists, but to be average everyday American, if you just tell them all these games, they're going to say, Oh yeah, I want to watch the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. And this is just one of the great, matchups and moments of every NFL season is the Cowboys individual round weekend. How do they lose? What happens? Or is it even close? Sometimes it's a blowout. Sometimes they lose in heartbreaking fashion. It You never can tell. Sometimes they win and then the stakes get even higher the week after because the Cowboys haven't been to the Super Bowl in almost 20 years, over 20 years at this point. I am just super excited to watch this game. I just want to open up with that. I am so excited to sit down on a couch somewhere and just watch this game. I've got a headline for you for this game from, I don't know what the paper is in Dallas, but we'll say the Dallas Times or the Dallas, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is. And I think we'll see uh, a headline essentially, at least in the next little bit, along the lines of uh, McCarthy may have lost his job, but at least he still has those timeouts. I just don't you see that? Don't you see that happening where like the Cowboys are going to have Jerry Jones has said publicly three times now on three (laughs) separate places that Mike McCarthy is safe. So I really don't think. He's going to get rid of Michael McCarthy. I just see the la- – I think the Cowboys are going to have a chance to win with a game-winning drive, and something is going to go drastically wrong. And I think it'll be some time management mistake. I don't think it'll be Dak screwing them over. I just – I don't know. I just feel the Mike McCarthy moment coming. It's inevitable, you know? I don't disagree with you. But the sad it- truth is this. Jerry Jones wants a puppet. He doesn't want a head coach. He wants a puppet. And he's got a puppet that he can just kind of manipulate and he'll do whatever he wants for him. And Jerry can play billionaire GM and do whatever he wants with his football team. 
they can Cowboys fans can dream of Sean Payton all they want, but the fact of the matter is this: Sean Payton would never coach the Dallas Cowboys unless Jerry Jones agreed to totally take a backseat and stop messing around in football operations, which is not going to happen because Jerry Jones is Jerry Jones. I agree with you, Bradford. I think Mike McCarthy could lose them this game. I will be personally shocked if Mike McCarthy loses his job. All right. I mean, I guess he did win a game. That was kind of the baseline for him. I don't know. I just I just feel like it's going to be some kind of McCarthy masterclass. I just got an intuition on this one. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that he's necessarily going to get the can, even if they lose this one in impressive fashion. Though this was the one I, I had a, a headline for. Uh, it's It's coming out of the what san francisco inquirer is that it? i can't remember what san francisco's paper is not that i probably ever knew it uh it, it's going to be uh it's going to be brock purdy puts trey lance's job in jeopardy yeah as let's he, go. He, as he authors yet another excellent game and it becomes more and more difficult for them to ever consider giving anyone this team back other than brock purdy i'll one up you one there i think the headline is just simply you can make it a little smaller than that three words tom brady who oh that's a great that is just be a picture as a journalism student that is a perfect headline that is a perfect that's a perfect headline (laughs) especially yeah being the seventh round pick man i just i love the niners here i love the niners i just think Last week, I just shifted. Last Maybe it was just I didn't watch them enough. Hand up. That could be it. But you just look at the talent they have on both sides. I've been preaching the Niners defense all year. I did not think the offense was what it was last week. They are a machine. I'll give my pick here. I do think Brock Purdy has another excellent day. 300 yards maybe i don't know we'll see i think christian mccaffrey has a huge game i think debo has a huge game i think the niners win this one but it's against the dallas cowboys so of course it'll be tight and of course it'll be heartbreaking niners 30 cowboys 23 is where i'm going with this one i think niners win they'll they'll take a drive early in the fourth quarter down and Dak will have two or three chances, but in the end, Dak will fall short as Dak enjoys doing. Bradford. 23-17 San Francisco 49ers. That's what I got. I think it'll be – I think the offenses will play better than the score indicates, but I think there's going to be some weird turnovers in this one. I don't know why. I just got a feeling for it. There's going to be some some strange fumbles maybe – and it'll prevent the score from getting really out of hand. But yeah, I see 23-17. I think that we are going to leave this game and this weekend thinking that the 49ers are on an absolute steam train to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to handle their business pretty well this week. 49ers 35, Cowboys 21. I respect that. I respect that choice. I've been saying this this whole time, man. The Niners are going to the Super Bowl. Like, it's just nobody's stopping them. I mean, they may get stopped in the Super Bowl, but I I just – 
I feel like they're just so much more talented than everybody else in their conference. Every time you think they should take a step back, they just keep playing better. Brock Purdy. Yeah, and I mean, we haven't even mentioned his name. It's not Brock Purdy. Come on now. It's Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, who once again deserves coach of the year. I don't think he's probably ever going to get it. I think maybe he's passed that threshold again where people are just like, oh, he's always going to be super good, and so it makes it that much harder for him to win. But freaking hell, man. And I know, Bradford, you're going to say, Andy, read this. Andy, read that. Forget it. Kyle no, Shanahan. he's not gonna win. He's not gonna win. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. No, I'm about to say something you're gonna disagree with. Oh, come don't. Kyle stop, Shanahan don't do this. Don't is do this. the best coach in the NFL. Absolutely, Andy Reid has maybe the best quarterback of all time on his roster, and a bunch of guys at the skill positions that. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan only yeah. has Christian McCaffrey. That's true, but that's Samuel all Kyle and Shanahan. And by the way, the, the, <laughs> the Niners' weapons are so much better than the Chiefs' weapons because Kyle Shanahan built that roster with his own two hands, with his own blood, sweat, and tears. I know people I'm just love saying, Andy the Reed, but that to people me, have against pound Andy for Reed pound, are Kyle, Shanahan Kyle Shanahan is he, the best coach in the NFL. That's, that's my final take to close today. All the choke artist stuff that, that Andy Reid has carried with him, I mean, obviously it got better if he won the Super Bowl, is literally so – I mean, Shanahan's responsible for two of the biggest Super Bowl chokes ever, man. Like, I don't know. I agree Shanahan sh- should get coach of the year. But I don't know. I, I feel I feel like that's a bit of a, a bit of an insane hot take. But uh, you know, to each their own, I suppose. I, I I think Shanahan's got a Death Star built, and the Cowboys are unfortunately Alderon in this scenario. Oh, space lasers away. Space lasers away. All right, boys. This has been fun. We did this thing. In less than 45 minutes, exactly what I wanted. Let's freaking go. Professionals. That's what we do. That's we'll be back. What we do. We're professionals. Monday, I actually have, I'm going, not to brag, I'm going to the gym Monday. Uh, so I, I probably won't be home until like 730 or eight-ish. Would you guys mind going later Monday, or should we just say we'll do Tuesday? I'll have to know closer to the date. I don't know this far ahead. Ah, my uh, my. I'm pretty I, flexible, so. I, my, I I genuinely try to generally try to plan my life uh, the least amount possible. Well, so, that's a mistake, Bradford. Everyone knows best plans are best plans. Here's so, the, here's uh, the thing. I have. The thing is with my with my illness, I, I find that I never know a day when I'm gonna be just be like absolutely dead the the moment I wake up, you know, just like no energy. So I always feel bad making plans really far in advance with people because it's like on that day I might just be like, yeah, absolutely not. It's All right, we'll figure happen. it out. This has been you know? terrible podcasting to end for <laughs> usual, but what, Jags to the Super Bowl. But what's Jags new? Jags to, Super Jags to the Super Bowl. Jags to the Super Bowl, boys. We will see you next week, recapping a ton. Until then, we'll see you later. Jags are super. Jags have the best Josh Allen. <laughs>